podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coombe Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to be joined by WBO world champion Savannah Marshall here in the Metro Bubble. How are you, Savannah? I'm good. I'm happy that I've got a replacement opponent. Very happy. Let's talk about that first of all. Obviously, your previous opponent has pulled out due to, I think, team COVID reasons, etc. So, yeah, it's not ideal, especially kind of in the situation we're in, in the bubble, in the pandemic, to, to bring in someone. But, yeah, you can tell us a little bit about who you'll be facing this Saturday night. Yeah, so, like you said, she got the message, got the call on Saturday saying that a coach has tested positive. So I know, I know how that feels. Peter testing positive but um, so they, they said they were going to get me a replacement and I was a bit dubious I thought well seven days to go who are they going to get anyway they've, they've got me an opponent in Maria Lindberg from Sweden and before they sent me I never actually heard of her but she she's she's a tough opponent she's had 27 lost six very experienced very very experienced she's been with Hammer Ema Cozen um, Marie De- Delclaire, um, some some good good girls, and she's boxed for numerous world titles and always come up short. So for her, she must be thinking, right, this is my last roll of the dan- dice. What are the chances? I've got a call to box for a world title. So I'm expecting hell on Saturday. <laughs> I'm expecting a whirlwind. Um, it, it's good that you found yourself in this position now because, you know, regarding foul Covid tests obviously with uh, Peter etc and it, it, it wasn't kind of an ideal situation but the fight did take place not too long after and you did get what you aspire to do in life uh, yeah there was a, a happy ending to that so now it's kind of you're going through the process of kind of making your first defence and then we know at some point now after this those big fights you want are going to be there yeah, hundred um, percent. Because fit the the pool in female boxing is so shallow anyway, and especially at them heavier weights. So there's there's only so many routes for you to go down, and there's only so many op- opponents out there for you to face. So get your job done this weekend, and then what is the immediate plan after that? Ideally, for me, I'd like to get out again in the summer, uh, <clears throat> maybe June, July. I know that Eddie's going up to Newcastle, so maybe I'd like to jump on there. Um, and then hopefully a big, big fight for me, October, November time, something like that. But I definitely want to get out three times this year. Realistically speaking, though, do you see that Clarissa Shield fight happening in 2021? I do, yeah. Like I said, the pool's so shallow. I mean, who is the left for, for Clarissa to face? She's done everyone at super middle, everyone at middle, everyone at super welter. I know she's calling Katie out. She's four weight classes below. So I think, come on, let's be realistic. I'm here. Fight me. Um, But yeah, I do believe that that is the biggest fight out there in female boxing. And because of the magnitude of that fight, I do believe it will happen. 
We obviously know Clarissa is very vocal on, on social media, especially Twitter, and she's putting the idea of a, a fight between y yourself and her landing on a potential Fury AJ card, saying that, you know, um, Taylor Pearson was the co-main event to Andy Ruiz's fight with Anthony Joshua, which has got a fair point, it was. Um, so there's no reason why a fight like that couldn't end up on a card such as Fury AJ. I, I agree. I 100% agree. I believe that, like I said, it's the biggest fight in female boxing. So why can't that fight be on a card like that? Um, I believe it's got the platform. I believe there's enough people who want to see the fight. So, yeah, why not? She had a little bit of a, a rant at promoter Eddie Hearn not too long ago as well, which was quite interesting. Obviously, I think Eddie Hearn was just stating a, an opinion that he believes that you would beat Clarissa Shields, which everyone's entitled to their opinion. But she kind of, she's got kind of a love-hate relationship going on with Eddie Hearn, isn't she? Because Eddie's promoted her fights before. I think she's got a love-hate relationship with every, anyone who says that she's not the GOAT. And she, I think if you disagree with that, you get blocked. I mean, that's a way of, way of dealing with it, isn't it? Block you or send you a load of abuse. We've spoken about this for so long. It becomes kind of a repetitive thing where you know you're going to be asked, not just by me, but by everyone, about the Shields fight. And uh, obviously you two had that moment at York Hall, I think it was about a year and a half ago, a couple of years ago, etc. But are you feel like you're in a, a better stage of your career now to fight someone like Clarissa? I do, yeah. But I'm under no illusion that that is the biggest fight out there for me. I mean, and when that fight is over, maybe after a, a rematch or whatever, where is the left for me to go? So I want to be in the best possible position I can be in when that fight takes place because I'm never going to be in a fight like that ever again. And like I said, I'm under no illusion of that. So when it comes to, right, let's talk that fight, let's talk money, I want to be in the best possible position that I can be in for that fight. Whether Even if it means, look, the, going up a weight, going back up to super middle boxing, one of the two champions at that weight, so I'm a two-time world champion... If that gives me a bit more pull, then fair enough. That's that's the boot I'll go down. But I want to be in the best possible that the best position possible when that fight comes. Obviously, there's no bigger supporter of you in this fight than than your coach Peter Fury. What what has he said to you regarding this fight? He obviously wants that fight. Uh, you know, saying as much as you because you're having the fight. But second to that, Peter would want this fight for you for a chance to kind of portray exactly what you're about on the world scale? Just exactly what I've just said there. Um, it could have been Clarissa here and could have been fighting Clarissa here now, but would I have got a fraction of the money that I could get later down the line when the fight is built up properly? Um, so, yeah, just exactly what I've just said there. Well, like I said, you're going to continually be asked about this which you, you know about but you have got a job to do uh, in your first defence of your world title this Saturday so I'm sure you're completely just focused on that and then whatever happens after that will happen Yeah, like I said um, 
get my rear out the way Saturday, then hopefully look to get out again in the summer, and then just, just build on from there. Just finally, I did notice that you were sat in a little awkward moment with uh, two of your colleagues. Are you colleagues? Uh, you were sat here with Ebony Bridges and uh, Shannon Courtney walked past. Can you just kind of let the viewers know what actually happened? <laughs> well, I didn't actually know they hadn't seen each other prior, but it was a bit, it was, it was awkward, wasn't it? I thought, Pod Shannon was going to rip my head off. <laughs> um, oh, a bit of a cat fight was going to break out in the reception, wasn't it? But I'm, it, I'm, I'm, I think I'm more looking forward to the press conference than the fight, to be fair. All I heard was, because I didn't actually, and I don't know the, the context of this, and so maybe you can explain. I heard someone saying, I don't know who it was actually, but I'm assuming it was probably Ebony, was like saying about bring your knickers. I think, no, she, she, Shannon had walked past and she was like, hey Shannon, you're all right. And Shannon just looked away and she was like, oh, I'll see, I'll see, you, I'll see you soon or something. Make sure you bring your knickers or something like that, she showered. Smash your, make your face look like a bag of smashed crabs I loved <laughs> that's been the best one line of this year I think there's uh, definitely going to be some interesting um, situations because like I said yeah, I, I wasn't aware that that was the first time they'd actually oh, yeah. come within any kind of distance of each other yeah there was a, there's no love lost between them oh I tell you that Okay, it was interesting. Um, Savannah, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Have you got anything else you'd like to add before we finish? No, I'll just tune in Saturday. Like I said, I've got a, a tough experience, very experienced opponent in Maria Lindbergh. Like I said, it's a, a last roll of the, the dice. It's a bit of a rocky story for her. She was probably sat on the couch watching TV and then got a call on a box for a world title. So she's, she's, she's definitely coming for that title. I've had a 12-week camp and I'm, I'm prepared, prepared for every situation, so I, I'm really looking forward to it, really looking forward to it. We'll look forward to it, live on Sky Sports and Zone this Saturday night. Um, obviously, Connor Ben headlining against Vargas, yes, Courtney and Bridges, and also Savannah Marshall making her first defence of a world title. So best of luck and we'll grab a word of you after your fight on Saturday. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.